in this place. If you know Christ is indeed your hope, he is alive, and that's what we celebrate on this Resurrection Sunday morning. As you take your seat, would you just help me thank God for our choir and our praise team. Our media staff worked so hard over the weekend. If you were in this space just over the weekend, you know that we celebrated Jesus Christ in an amazing way. Uh, for as a church family, we gathered in this space to let the community and let the membership know that our Savior loves us. And he's given his all for us by giving his life. Were you here for Journey to the Cross? Raise your hand if you're here for Journey to the Cross this Friday. Uh, it was such a wonderful experience. In fact, if you participated in the cast or behind the stage, would you stand? Let me help, you, help them thank God for you. If you participate anyway in Journey to the Cross, come on. Come on, let's thank God for them. Over 1,600 people gathered in this space to hear the story of God's amazing grace through Jesus Christ, to hear the story how Christ entered into Jerusalem, loved us enough to die for us, was buried in the tomb, and on this Sunday morning, you know he didn't stay dead, don't you? But he got it with all power in his hand, and he indeed is our living hope. Can anybody say thank you, Jesus, in this place? For he indeed is our living It's so good to see you all. So good to see, well, I guess it's not good to see me, but you know, <laughs> it's good to see you on this morning as I'm excited to deliver to you the message that God has from his word for each and every one of us. And that's coming out of the 11th chapter of John. Some of you I hadn't saw in a year. It's just really good to see you. I just thank God for you that we're able to be here. And really, I understand it because we've been through quite a year. Uh, from the last Resurrection Sunday to this Resurrection Sunday, we've seen a lot of things that have happened. And do know that as a church family, we are indeed here for you as we journey through life together. Um, as we face the challenges of life together, we're here to support you as a church family. And for those of you um, who've experienced loss throughout this year, let me just go ahead and ask you to save a date on your calendar. That's going to be April 18th. Just save that date on your calendar because at Champion Forest Baptist Church, we want to celebrate the life of those we love that have gone on as a result of COVID. So what we're going to do is have a COVID remembrance service um, that's going to be on April 18th. Follow our, our website to get more details on that because we want you to know that we care for you. The reason we care for you is because we know that God cares for you. And with all that we've gone through, sometimes God allows us to go through some things to help us see him more clearly and trust him more deeply. As we embark this text, I just want to say it once more. Sometimes God allows us to go through challenging circumstances to help us see him more clearly and trust him more deeply. Is that true in your life? That's really what we see in the text as we embark this text uh, to see what happened in the life of believers who trusted and followed Jesus Christ. On John, John chapter 11, John chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. I want you to follow me as we read along in God's word. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, from the village of Mary and his sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. 
So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, the one whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Let me say that one more time. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Hmm. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let's go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not with him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Well, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had answered, had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant uh, he was taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. Somebody say that so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin said to his fellow disciples, let us go that we may die with him. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary stayed seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who have come into the world. Let me go ahead and ask that question one more time as, uh, in verse 25 that Christ raises to Martha. And I raise it to you on this morning. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? I need you to help me make sure we're accountable to everybody up in here. Why don't you just ask your neighbor for me. Turn to them and just, just ask them the question. I, I see you. I see you, Greg. Just ask Wanda. Just ask them the question. Do you believe this? Oh, if they don't believe it, pray for them because our prayer is that they're going to believe you by the end of the message on today. Because the reality is, is what we sung, that Jesus Christ is our living hope. 
And Angie, it doesn't matter what we go through in this life. When we believe in Jesus Christ, he has the power to carry us through what we're going through to help us see him for who he is. And sometimes, well, I think it is. It's so good to see you all because the reality is, is that when we believe in Christ, we can have confidence in his power to give life. That's our message right there. When we believe in Christ, we can have confidence in his power to give life. Because what Easter represents is our Savior's ability to overcome anything that will come in our lives. Because I don't know if you know it, he gave his life, yes, for each and every one of us. He was buried in the tomb, but on Sunday morning, he got up with all power... I thought I was in a Baptist church. All power in his hand. And guess what? He still has that power to give life. So it doesn't matter what is happening in your life. When you grow in your belief of Jesus Christ, I have good news for you. That he still gives life. Here's a troubling thing that we must understand as believers, even on this Resurrection Sunday morning is that sometimes God will allow us to encounter challenges and crises in this life that we might be able to see him for who he is and be a witness to the power that he has. Because there's some things the power you have can't get you through. Oh, I'm talking to, I ain't talking to some real folk just for a moment here. Have you ever been in a situation where what you were in was greater than you, bigger than you, harder than for you to get out on your own? Have you ever been there where you were going through life struggles, consequences, circumstances, and you said, this is bigger than me, and I don't know how I'm going to get out of it? You're looking like me, at me like you don't believe this. Has anybody ever been there before, ever been between a rock and a hard place? Has anybody ever been? in that situation in life where you said to yourself, there is no way I'm going to be rescued from this, but you're here today to testify that the only reason you're here is because God saw you where you were at your point of need. Doug, he reached down and he rescued you. I love it. In spite of you because he loves you. Don, you will hear me say that again. He, He loves you. I want you to understand God loves you. And his love for you is not predicated on the conditions that surround you. And the circumstances that you endure does not stop God from loving you. But even though God loves you, sometimes there's some challenges that will happen to you. I'm in the text. Because when you see the text, you realize that, that all through the 11th chapter, there's something that Jesus is trying to develop in those who follow him. There's something he's trying, Shannon, to get out of those who've placed their faith and trust in him. And here it is. He wants them to grow in their belief. If you follow the flow of the text, Jesus, when he encounters, he encounters his disciples and tells them that the one he loves is ill, then he tells them that he dies. Look at what he says after. After that, he says in verse, again, in verse 14, then Jesus told his disciples, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there so that you may 
It's right there in the text. So you may believe. On this Resurrection Sunday morning, I'm just trying to help you understand something. That even now, God is challenging us to grow in our belief. See, this story is not one that is told of strangers to Jesus Christ. No, no, no. This family knew God. They knew Christ. If you look at the beginning portions of this passage, it says Mary and Martha, when they sent the tweet, uh, sent the text, you're like, no, they didn't have that in Bible times. Uh, When they sent the message to Jesus that Lazarus was ill, the Bible tells us in verse 5 that this is the very people who Jesus loved, that Jesus loved them. Get this. And even though they're loved by Christ, they're still facing a crisis. See, sometimes we fall into the deception to believe that just because we're facing a crisis, it's as though God doesn't care about us. But like the way my mom said, the devil is a liar. God is still caring about you even though there's some things you are going through because sometimes God will allow you to go through it so that you can know just how much he does love you. You're looking at me like you don't understand something. Let me help you here. Uh, Anybody went through anything this year? Uh, Two people, okay. Uh, uh, Some of y'all going through a a fit of of having to be honest. Let's be real about it. Anybody, you said, look here, if you look at my life, I'm still going through something. There's some things I'm handling right now. Well, what God wants you to know through the test, Gala, is that no matter what you're going through, God loves you. And so you ought not allow the circumstances to limit your belief in God's love for you. Here, Mary and Martha, they knew Christ. Uh, They knew him intimately. They they knew him personally. He had dined with them. They were his friends, and yet there, Greg, faced with a challenge. But what's challenging in this text for me is that as they followed Jesus Christ, they, they saw Christ perform miracles in others' lives. If you've been following us in Encounters with Christ, you know that we've been watching as Christ encounters people in their, their state of challenge and misery and how he turned it around. But why it, something is strange in this text. Because when he encountered other people, he responded immediately. When the woman who had an issue of blood came to Jesus and she touched the hem of his garment, it said immediately her issue was dried up and she was healed. When Jairus came to him and said, my daughter was was sick and was lying at a point of death, immediately Jesus walked with him to his house and brought his daughter back to life. Hold on, even when the centurion came to Jesus Christ and he said, all you have to do is speak the word. Jesus said, based on your belief, immediately the servant was healed. But for some reason, with these followers of Christ, immediate is not immediate enough. Mm. Man, I'm, sitting on, I'm sitting on the side of you right now. Because what God wants us to understand in this text It's just because there are some things we don't understand about the will of God. We ought not allow what we don't understand about God to cause us to doubt what we do know about God. And one thing you know based on the testimony of your life today, right now, is that God loves you. How do I know God loves you? Because you're still here with all that you've been through, all that you had to go through, everything you had to go over. You are still here, and that's because of the grace of God. 
And so here they are. They sent this message, and the text says that, that Jesus stayed two days longer where he was, and then he shows up. Did you see, do you see what, when Jesus shows up in this text here? Do, do you see it here? The text says that he shows up four days later after Lazarus is buried. Mm. He didn't show up when Lazarus was sick. He didn't show up, Dr. Wayne, when they sent for him. He didn't show up when Lazarus, JT, had just died. No, Jesus missed the funeral, missed the burial, and he shows up after all of the misery when they're at their lowest point. I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying not to rush through this here. That, that he's so good that Jesus has the power to come by you at your lowest point and still has the ability to lift you up even though you're down at your lowest point. I don't know where you are right now, but I know that God hasn't given up on you, and I want to challenge you to not give up on him. And so he shows up, and Martha runs out, and she runs out to see Jesus because she believes in his person. She believes in his passion. She believes that he loves her, and there Jesus is face-to-face -face with Martha. You heard it. She came to him, but she doesn't come to him in a, a celebrative tone. No, she hears Jesus is there, and can you see her now running out? Jesus had been in the vicinity, but he didn't respond. Jesus had been in close proximity to her. He could have responded. He could have sent the word and Lazarus would have been healed. But Jesus doesn't do this. So what does Mary do? What does Martha do? She come to him and she said, Jesus, if you would have been here. No, that's a little too calm, Alice. I got to put it the way it was in the Greek. You got to see her now because she has had some time with Jesus. She and Jesus are friends. Can you see her neck rolling and saying, Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Uh, don't, don't, don't be too critical of, of Martha here because the truth is sometimes we're accusatory. We go before Jesus and we say, Jesus, I prayed for you. I prayed for you to move in this way. I was committed. I did what you told me to do. Why didn't it work the way I thought it was going to work? Come here. Let me help you understand something. What he's trying to show us in the text is no matter what state we are in, we ought to remember that he is sovereign. And when you remember that he is sovereign, then you know that he is still on the throne. Uh -huh. And when you know he's still on the throne, you know that all things, did I, can I say it like that? All things, I, can I say it? All things work together for good to those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. So it doesn't matter how long it takes. My Bible says weeping may endure, but a night, but joy comes in the morning. You got to grow in your belief to the point that even if your circumstances don't match your faith, you inform your circumstances about your faith until your faith is realized in Jesus Christ. I just want to help you out where you are on this resurrection Sunday morning. Martha comes and Jesus sees her and, and Mary says, Mary has a different response. See, Martha comes to Jesus, but Mary, like many of us, when God doesn't respond the way we think he ought to respond, then we stop talking to him. I got to look for friends when I say stuff like this. Because uh, Mary didn't go out. Ma Mary stayed at home. Mary like, mm, yeah, he ain't, he ain't come when I wanted him to come, so I ain't going to church no more. I ain't, I'm not worshiping no more. Uh, uh, Mary stays at home, so Shannon, a personal message goes to her and tells her, hey, the master is calling for you. Don't you love this? That even when you don't want to be with Jesus, Jesus still want to be with you. 
Even when you lose faith in him, he is still faithful to you. And he calls for her, and Mary comes, but Mary doesn't come by herself. Mary comes with a whole bunch of mourners, professional criers. She comes to Jesus, but she's not by herself because they're thinking she is going to the tomb alone. And what happened in these days, there used to be people who their profession was to cry with you, to mourn with you. And so they're going with Mary and they're going to Jesus. Mm, I love this. Uh, And so Jesus then sees Mary and Mary says the same thing that Martha says. If you would have been here. You could tell their sisters, huh? they, they say the same thing. Huh? My, my brother would not have died. And Jesus sees her weeping. The text says he, he sees her weeping. But, but notice what he tells Martha. He tells Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. That anyone who believes in me, though they die, yet shall they live. And he turns to her and says, do you believe this? Mary now comes after the declaration, and she says, my brother would not have died. Jesus sees her weeping. Jesus sees Martha weeping. He sees the professional uh, mourners weeping. And you know that verse that everybody commits to memory. Uh, You know it. If you don't know any other verse in the Bible, you, you know that verse. Right there in verse 35, shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus, that's it. Let me tell you the context around here. Before, before it says he wept in verse 34, it says that Jesus, uh, when Jesus saw her weeping, Martha weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. Verse 34, and he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, well, couldn't he have healed him since he's the one that opened the blind man's eyes? And look at verse 38. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. Can you see it here? Jesus uh, is deeply moved. He's deeply moved as they're making their way to the place where Lazarus was buried. They're coming to a closed tomb, and Jesus is deeply moved. Jesus weeps not because Lazarus dies, because if you're following the flow of the text, Jesus already knew that Lazarus had died. That's not what's causing him to weep. Yes, Jesus grieves with us, and he grieves when we are at a place where we have not grown in our belief to know that he's able to help us no matter what's going on with us. They are unbelieving. So Jesus turns to Martha and said, didn't I tell you if you just believe, you would see the glory of God? Here's the whole message right here. If you just believe you will see the glory of God. Wait a minute. Lazarus has died. Where is there any glory? Here, all that they knew is already buried in the tomb. It's no, no one knows of anything coming from four days. I mean, sure, he raised them earlier, but four days, he is now dead, dead. I'm talking about he was, he was in comatose, He is dead. Jesus comes to that place, and he tells them, 
rolled the stone away. Mm. Do you see Martha with all her belief? Hold on now, Jesus. By now, your translation says there's an odor. The Greek says, by now he, I like King James, he stinketh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decay has taken place. It, it, it's a stinky, smelly situation. I don't want to go back there, Jesus, because I, I left that there. I left that in the cemetery. Come here, I'm trying to help you understand something. There are some things that have been buried in your life. There are some things, some dreams and some hopes that have been buried in your life. Come here, Jesus is not done. He majors in the resurrection. And when we see this story, it's a testament for us to know that no matter what may have destroyed your hope, destroyed your dream, may have even tried to destroy your life, Jesus is able to bring life in the midst of death situations. I'm trying to tell somebody something in here. So he says, roll the stone away. And then he cries out with a loud voice, Lazarus. And that which is dead comes back to life. Oh, he, he calls them by name, and the dead man responds. Mm, a dead man had more belief than the living who was with Jesus at the tomb. He calls them by name, and he responds. I'm trying to help you understand something, that no matter what it is, give it to, don't give up on God. Give it to God, because he has the ability to breathe life back into it. I don't know where you are in life right now. I don't know what's happening in your home and in your marriage, but I do know that we serve a living Savior who majors in resurrection, and he can bring resurrection power in your life today if you believe in him. Do you believe? Do you? They had to go through this so that others, Hazel, when they saw their lives, they were able to believe. Just the other day, I saw it, Mike, as we were traveling as a family, and a torrential storm came. And there, we're driving, and the visibility is down to nothing. And Dr. Al, my, uh, you know, I have, I have three teenage boys, and I, I pray real hard these days, because as they learn how to drive and I teach them, they're increasing my prayer life. Um, <laughs> but we're traveling through the storm, JT, and... And my son, who is still learning, I drive, he said, Daddy, how do you see in that? I said, well, son, there, there are some little markers on the side of the road. I, you can only see one at a time in this kind of storm. So, so you know, you know you, I pulled her real close to the windshield so I could, I could see those markers as we we're traveling. He said, but, Daddy, shouldn't you stop sometimes? I said, well, son, if I stop, then I'm going to stay in the storm too long. I said, but you got to keep on driving. As you keep on driving, you'll drive out of the storm and into the light. I'm trying to help you understand something here. Sometimes the Lord will allow you to go through some storms, go through some dark places, go through a point so that you might be able to see him clearly on the other side. And that, that, that's what I'm here to help you understand, that even though you're going through it, that God has a purpose for it. And you may be in that dark place right now trying to figure out whether or not this is the end. But this isn't the end when you place your trust and belief in Jesus Christ. No, no, no. You remember what he said? You really, the, the whole message is solved in, chapter, in verse 4 of that chapter. He said to his disciples that this illness does not lead to death. I know we got to go. but I, if, if, if this is death and, and here's the illness, 
Jesus says, this illness doesn't lead to death, but it leads to glory. I know you may be going through something, and it looks like it's dark right now, but when you put your belief in Jesus, death is not the final destination. When you put your belief in Jesus Christ, what you're going through is not the final destination. It's only a pause in the transition to get you to his glory. I'm trying to help you understand something. That when you believe in him, no matter what you're going through, Dina, God says, I got you. And at the end of the story, when people see you, they'll wonder, how did you made it through what you made it through? You can tell them, glory, hallelujah, it's because of his glory. And you can see his glory and be a part of that when you place your belief in him. I got to get out of here. If you would bow your heads all over the building because I'm speaking to somebody. The Holy Spirit is speaking to somebody. Because you need to see him more clearly. You've been faced with a lot of trials and there's been trouble that's been surrounding you. But here's the good news. When you place your trust in Jesus Christ, he is able to see you through. He is able to rescue you. He's able to deliver you. You have to answer the question, do you believe? Do you believe he can do it? Do you believe he can save you? So, Father, as we celebrate what you're doing in this place, help us that we might realize you as our living hope and that we do not give up as you carry us through all of the stages of life that we might be able to see you more clearly, that we might be able to trust you more, trust your love for us, trust your deliverance of us, and trust that you have all power to help us in every situation. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.